Chomping with Sophie and Jess. Yeah. Hello, my name is Sophie Delaney. <laughs> and I'm Jess Euler. And we are starting <laughs> a podcast. It's kind of huge. Um, it's going to be called Chomping. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're being honest, this isn't the first episode. Right. We want to start off from a place of honesty. Always from a place of honesty. We've done a couple. And we've learned a lot, a lot. Um, some things have changed. Absolutely. As life does. One thing, uh, this isn't the first name for the podcast. <laughs> I, think, I think that some of the early episodes had it maybe had a different title. So if you hear us call it something different, that's what it was called then. What are they called that now? And some might say it was a lie the first couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say it was a lie. <laughs> But now we're we trying to live. Honest. We weren't being honest with the mm-hmm. title of the podcast. We weren't listening. But to now, it. in the truth of it, it's chomping. We've we've figured it, we found who it is, who she is, who we are, and we're and forever we're changing, right? And we can't say we love chomping. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'll say. You guys, it's catchy. You gotta trust. That's what this is. You trusting us, us trusting you. When we've been talking to people. And they're like, what's it called? And we say the name. Do eyebrows go up? I, it's not like great name. Or sometimes <laughs> it's like great name, but sometimes it, it's, it takes a second. It's like, sounds great. Yeah. Know? So, But let's just tell them what it's about. Okay. So the central idea of the podcast is that we are trying to get our, to know our friends better based through the media they consume. Now, Jess, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm a consumer. What did I say? <laughs> I think you said customer. <laughs> But what it you what I what yes. I know what you were saying was consumer. I'm a consumer. Um, have been my whole life, mm-hmm. but not in material list. Like not in like um chew, mm-hmm. or like um food even. Sure. But in um content. Yes. Okay. So I say TV is my best friend, and okay. I mean it. <laughs> Never has <laughs> she let me down. Um, she's always coming up with something new. Mm-hmm. She's keeping me entertained. She's keeping me coming back. And not only TV, but I have a relationship with all sorts of media that is overwhelming to me. Yes. <laughs> and this is knowing you as I do. I know that this to be true. I'd say when we were thinking about like what we want to do a podcast on, um, I personally... You love a movie. I love a movie. I love TV. I think that the most interesting conversations... With people are based on like what you're and into. Yeah, let's be honest. The easiest conversations. The, it's the safest. conversation I want to be in. If <laughs> yeah. I'm at a party and we could be talking about like, like somebody could be telling me like the most intimate parts <laughs> of their life, and if over my shoulder I hear someone talking about like, <laughs> <laughs> like Happy Gilmore, I'll secretly be like, I wish I was in that conversation. Wow, that's crazy to me. I know it's an exaggeration. <laughs> it's not a hundred percent true, um, but it is. It's honest. Like yeah, and again we're trying to be honest we were lying before again you're gonna hear the lies about what the podcast is called mm-hmm. i think for like the first like four <laughs> episodes I, the t- I forget when the name changes also the format changes a little bit yeah we even recorded a first we recorded an authentic first episode of the two of us mm-hmm. before anything and it changed so much that we were like we have to re-record and hey maybe one day we'll put it out if we get to 100 episodes <laughs> we'll release it <laughs> um <laughs> 
It's all in that voice. Yeah, too, it's all in that curious. voice. Exactly. I was doing a character. From the few we have done, like, I really do think you get to know, you know, what people's safety shows are, what people, like, what songs people are actually listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, we go deep, though. We go further and longer than just music, movies, and shows. No, and uh, again, I think that it's trying to kind of explore... Not just like what do you like, but like why? What, what that says about you? Like why are we choosing the things that we are returning to? Why are we drawn to certain things? Where did these things? Th- where does that pattern start? Um, yeah. And where does it continue? Basically, most of my day is consuming things. And information. Information, podcasts, movies, hopefully books. Hasn't been books in a minute. I love books. I love books too, but I'm. It's it's hard for me to read. You're a very good reader. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A hard no. You are. I think I read a lot because I think, I mean, are we already getting deep? Um, Why not? I'm dyslexic and I think that sometimes school was difficult for me because I just like didn't understand it. And Mm -hmm. I think now almost as an adult where it's like, oh, it's no longer like I have to, but like I want to. Right. So I think like in that way, yeah, I'm a good reader because I like actively want to like do it. But again, famous TV quote that I really like. Nick from New Girl once said like, oh, I think I just memorized a lot of words. (laughs) And when he said that, I said, that might be true for me. (laughs) And I would say that is reading and learning. But I also understand I I hold that truth for you. So um, I totally understand. Well, no, reading is like sounding out, babe. Listen, now I'm confused. <laughs> Maybe I don't know how to read. But yeah, so we in the podcast that we, we, we've recorded, we've kind of put together a little bit of a flow of like how how we interview our guests and how we kind of go through the talking points of getting to know people. And so we're just going to go through them right now and, you know, ask them of each other. Let's get into just it. Just for kicks. So the intro. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Evanston, Illinois. Okay, fun. So you had like seasons. We had seasons. Um, it's a college town just north of Chicago, uh, right by Northwestern University. Absolutely. Um, yes, v- it's very Chicago, very seasonal. Um, great little place to grow up. Jess, where did you grow up? I grew up in Dana Point, California, beach town. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, no seasons. Big, big beach, beach life. Big beach life. My dad served. My mother, like. To this day, works at the harbor. Um, Yeah. I loved the water. Sometimes I would go before school. Yeah, I find myself always being more comfortable in water. And, like, I'm not an an Angelino um, or a native Californian, uh, but, like, going down to Dana Point, I knew nothing of it. And it's, like, a super cool Yeah, it's really pretty. It's funny because when anybody ever meets me, they (laughs) don't assume I'm from California. (laughs) They think you're from (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) They think I'm from, like, the Midwest. (laughs) And sometimes I get, like, Maine. <laughs> like Upper East. Does that ever offend you, though? No, I think it's because I have a soft jaw, and <laughs> <laughs> I think like um, both my parents, I think, are from the Midwest. And I say I think because it's hard to confirm anything in my family. Your mom is. My mom for sure is, but I'm pretty sure. And again, this is me not knowing facts about my family. This is me not wanting to say something that might not be true. I Does that, that make sense? No, that makes total sense. It's hard to confirm things in my family. Also, California, it's like, it, it's so rare how many people are like, I'm third generation Californian, you know? Is like, that? Is that? 
I suppose so. I feel like most people move here at a certain point. I love that. Okay, we're moving on. We have to move on. We gotta be, we gotta be quick. <laughs> we gotta be quick. Okay, how many TVs did you have in your house growing up? We had the one in the main room. Uh, we had w- eventually we had one in my basement, and then we had one in my brother and I had one in my room. Yeah. At a certain point, my parents had w- so at our peak we had four TVs. Yeah. And a uh, real quick story: our first TV that my brother and I got in our room, we like went to like, a garage sale, and there was like a black and white TV that we w- was like a dollar, and we're like, "Mom, can we buy this?" And she's like, "Sure, that's never gonna work." And we got it to work with like rabbit ears. It was like an old old tv and we got it to work but it only got one channel in so at like 10 o'clock at night we'd be like could we go watch tv on our tv because you got like an hour of tv at night and we would watch uh roseanne and i love lucy <laughs> from like nine to ten every night that was like a good channel to have it for those two purposes yeah yeah and we'd watch conan o'brien once we got a better tv and jess how many tvs did you have in your house Honestly, again it's hard to confirm facts in my life because i don't remember <laughs> much of my childhood <laughs> I don't think my parents had a TV in their room, which is kind of blowing my mind right now. Mm-hmm. But I, we had a huge TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I had the tiniest little white TV that I remember like one time turning on really late at night because I couldn't sleep. And I'm pretty sure like softcore <laughs> porn <Sure. laughs> was like on the TV, immediately turned it off because okay. I was like, I can't deal with this. Um, and then I remember watching Princess Diana's funeral, like on Whoa. my TV. And I like don't have a ton of memories. And I remember standing at the corner of my bed, like watching my tiny little white TV, being like, "Wow, this like a lady, a really important lady died." Yeah, because you probably would have been like nine or ten, if that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think I was younger than that. Yeah, I just remember like standing at the corner of my be- like holding my bed, being like, "Who's this woman?" Yeah, and kind of death for the first time hitting me. Mm. <laughs> So but they're connected. My brothers had to have had a TV too. I just often didn't go into their room because it was sense. like four of them in one bedroom. In your like living room, who was usually the deciding factor of like who watched what? Never me. Okay. <laughs> um, there was like the height of it, seven of us that lived in that house. Mm-hmm. It was like a three bedroom little condo, like apartment. And so there were seven of us. So Mom and dad were in control of the TV, but is that even true? My mom, I think, was number one control Mm -hmm. because she watched soap operas. Huge for me. Was there one that you liked in particular? Every single one. And it's so (laughs) easy. And I see how my brain works now. It's easy to get addicted to them because it's constant story. Yes. Every day. It's five days a week, too, to where it's like you're constantly getting fed story. Yeah. And I love that. I remember like if it would get me, I'm easily got. Mm -hmm. I'll keep with it. Yeah, so during the day, it was my mother for sure. And then at night, it would be like a thing where it's like, we're watching Survivor. Or my, I think my mom was in charge of the TV. It sounds like it. Yeah. Now, like in adult life, my, sometimes my dad will just turn the TV on and watch it really loudly, which is always funny yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> when like where I come home for dinner. Mm-hmm. I've been there when <laughs> <To> Jim, <where laughs> Jim, is, Jim is pumping. <laughs> to where I'm like, oh, I think he... Yeah, but I think my mom... Had total control over the TV. And I think my little white TV just had cable. That's still pretty good. Oh, yeah. And it had like a VHS thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge for me. But what about you? Who had control over your TVs? Um, My my parents did not watch a lot of TV. Like yeah. in the free time, my dad would read a lot. Um, So normally it'd be my brother, my sister, and I. And I'd say 
it was pretty communal. Like we would kind of pick what we wanted to watch together. You guys are all around the same age too. That I yeah, bet we're you like only two years apart. You would so want to watch the same thing. Yeah, like very rarely was there like huge disparities or disagreements. See, for me in my house, it was w- the seat you got was way more important mm. than even what was on TV. Yeah, that makes sense. And I always sat on the ground, mm-hmm. and then everyone's feet would bother me. <laughs> This actually makes sense in our current life. I was going to say, you didn't know that, but I would like... Oh, that tracks. I'd sit on the ground and I'd be like, you gotta think about where your feet are. Uh, But our big, like, communal things was, like, must-see TV on Thursday night. We would watch... What does that mean? uh, That was when, like, Friends, Seinfeld, and ER would be on TV. And that was... You'd get pizza on Thursday night. Whoa. And you'd watch Friends and Seinfeld. And if you had your homework done, you could watch whatever shows were in, in between those. Cool. Uh, Home Improvement was one that we watched as like a family. Okay. And then like my dad would like rent movies a lot, like when we were little. And yeah, like he would rent old movies, right? He would rent like Al- like Alfred Hitch. Like I remember watching North by Northwest as a kid, and just like he would always come home with like seventies movies, like Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Again, it was either like you watch it or you go to bed, and, and they so were all like good it. movies. I'd wa- you'd watch them all the time, and yeah. it was just. It was interesting to grow up because, like, all these old movies, I've seen them, but I'm, like, I watched them when I was, like, six. But you said this moments ago, but you guys were a book house? Well, my dad's, like, one of the smartest men. My, my mom is uh, brilliant as well, but my dad's, like, in his free time, he's reading. Yeah. Night, he'll watch TV, but, like, you know, it's common to see him reading, so. But you guys had a ton of books. We can't, still do. Uh, we had no books. <laughs> I remember, like, I had books in my room, but they yeah. were, like, very much for dolls, like, American Girl dolls. Like, mm-hmm. I had, like, my mom got me a couple of those dolls, and then they had books. Yeah. And then, like, I remember, like, one shelf in my room, like, having books on them, but I couldn't tell you what they were. And I'm, like, I'm sure my, again, I often didn't go into my brother's room, because four of them were in one room. Yeah. I'm sure they had, a, like, a shelf of books. But our place was also so small. That's what I'm saying. They take up room. They take up room, and there's there was actively no room for them like in my house yeah for sure to where i'm like interesting was there like a holiday tradition uh, in media it'd almost be interesting to have like one of my brothers on because i'm like again my memory's not good well you guys recorded that christmas album oh my god oh my god if we really want to get into media you guys Mm -hmm. when i was in sixth grade we had like a musical theater teacher at my school and she took like a liking to us (laughs) And oh, I didn't know this component. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought you commissioned it no, on your own. No. All I know is she like she was friends with my family and my and my brother Josh has a great singing voice and my other brothers have like fine enough singing voice. But Josh has like a very good singing voice. And like he was also um, a Disney movie surfer. Do you know what that is? I know what that is. But for the audience um, who might not. Like, you know, like, Entertainment Tonight? Like yeah. Like, interviewers? They'll like, they'll, like, intro, like, next on, like, Johnny yeah, Tsunami yeah, yeah. or whatever. So, Josh was kind of like, um, what's his name? The guy from Saved by the Bell. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Or Mary Hart or something. Yes. Like, Josh was very much like, Johnny, like, Johnny, how's your movie coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, like red carpet yes, premiere. Yes, like. that. Anyways, this woman, like, took interest. And Josh, he was like, let's make a Christmas album for your mom and dad for Christmas. And I think at the time I was like, I'm a singer. And so I was like, absolutely. And then Josh, of course, absolutely. And my little brothers, this is so funny that you remembered this. But well, what was your song? I sang like two songs and they are very much like, oh. <laughs> 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 like, 
to be brave enough to play them but like they're very much like angelic yeah. soft i think i'm I'm pretty sure i sang silent night and fall then on I'm, your knees yes the, that yes, one? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah to where it was very giving girl mm-hmm. like i was giving girl I'll never forget, though, Justin saying, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it's so good. Like, all of them, I I do want to find that CD. I don't think I've ever heard it. I don't either. I've heard a legend of it for years now. And Josh sang uh, Little Drummer Boy. Of course, and I bet and he, he fucking went. I bet went. He, I bet he ate. He put, like, a spin on it, and it was like, put rum. <laughs> Um, so i'm like i guess sandlot was huge actually for like fourth of july vibes yeah that's a good one i Mm -hmm. just remember watching it so much but what about you what was your like holiday tradition um like music like the that um phil Spector christmas album my mom would play a lot there would also be that like compilation compilation cd of like like the tom petty and bruce springsteen song a very merry christmas or something like that that would play in our house all the time as far as like movies go before we went on like a family vacation every summer to the jersey shore and every night before we would watch mr hobbs takes a vacation Whoa. it's a jimmy stewart <laughs> like we watch it the night before we go movie wise john hughes is really big in my house so like christmas vacation uncle buck playing trains automobiles those were kind of home alone was big when i was like a kid i think you showed me home alone Possible. I mean, <laughs> when Home Alone was, because that's also the the neighborhood, the next neighborhood over was, um, where next to Evanston is where Home Alone was filmed. So like when you're a kid, like Michael Jordan was the was like the biggest athlete in the world. <laughs> Home Alone was filmed five minutes away from your house. It's like it's all happening here, man. Who influenced you? Like, did your brother or your mom or your dad or your like sister or even uncles? You know, my d- my dad had like always had like a very good taste in music when I was like eight or nine like grunge music was kind of like over like Kurt Cobain had died and stuff like that but like and I really got into all those like Pearl Jam Nirvana Green Day and like my dad had all that music and so like I would just like go in his tape drawers and like take them and he was just up on music so I I really bond with my dad whenever I'd get a new album or like I remember when the second Pearl Jam album came out we like made a your dad would take you to concerts yeah the first concert we went to was like silver chair oasis lannis morissette you know it was like all these we went to three of these huge concerts in a row and so like we me and my friends would see all like so many of these 90s bands we saw like the foo fighters on their first album like no doubt you know it was cool but yeah and then like he had a really good music or movie taste too so like naturally he just kind of influenced us because everything he showed us was good um but what about you jess who influenced you it's funny because I'm like my dad totally influenced me with like um like loving water like loving nature like kind of like my dad's really into like nunchucks and like yo-yos like mm-hmm. to where like I think a lot of like my physical actions were influenced by my father but like my mom opened my world to like I thought my mom was like the coolest to where it's like Angie rules I know she really does but like she introduced me to Whitney Houston. Um, the Carpenters. My mother like loves musicals, even though I don't think she's seen a ton. And then, yeah, like my dad likes Survivor, so like that kind of like I was like I love Survivor because my dad likes Survivor, and like I would say like my mom was in charge of music in the car too because she drove us all everywhere. And then like oh she really liked like Garth Brooks. He's kind of actually triggering to me at this <laughs> point. <laughs> but also oh that song from The Grinch. Where are you Christmas? Where are you Christmas? Okay. 
Grinch huge huge movie in your Grinch, life. Grinch huge movie in my life. But Jim was huge for us too. Like Liar Liar is like mm-hmm. a film, like those movies, like Liar Liar and like Big Daddy. That was like the content I was consuming. Yeah, but you said your mom controlled like the music in the car. I feel like my mom controlled the content yeah. that got into the home. I feel like she was really like because she was a reader too. She must have just stashed her books. But yeah. it's like those books you buy from like the grocery store. Like my mom loves those books. True stories. Are, oh yeah, true stories. <laughs> One time <laughs> Sophie asked my mom like, what can I buy you? Like what could I get you as a gift? Like what kind of books do you like? And yeah. she said true stories. True stories, please. <laughs> true stories, please. <laughs> Have we done the getting to know you section? Um, Just what posters were on your oh, wall? Oh, this in is your actually room. really good. For me, none. My father absolutely wouldn't let me put holes in the wall Very or cool. my feet on the wall. <laughs> um, what about you? Did you have things hung on the wall? Uh, I remember we had like Pearl Jam posters at a certain point. My dad would uh, subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine. Cool. So I would like cut out pictures and like I was very into music like for my like early years. Uh, like there would be like some sports posters like. Um, Chicago sports and stuff your like that. Your parents are also really into art. Like when I visit your home yeah. now, there's like art prints everywhere. They they're like they, they go to love museums. They love museums. They love getting like art for the walls and stuff like that. Very yeah. cool. I remember one time I home improvement was big. One time on vacation you got like one vacation gift and uh there was a poster that of Tim Allen holding a big drill like Mama. as if it was his dick. Oh my god. Like <laughs> it was low? like a huge it was like a huge drill, like a like a four foot but drill. But he was holding it low. He was holding it, but like positioned as if it was like kind of a zick. And the the print said "Man with a big tool." Oh my god! And I was like, "Mom, I got my vacation <laughs> gift. I want this poster." And she looked at she goes, "You're not getting that poster." And I, I did not attach. I did not have. I was not into Tim Allen. Uh, like I just I thought it was like funny. Yeah. And I was like, "Why? Why?" And she's like, "I'm not getting you that poster." And yeah, I was like, "Thank you." Thank, well, it just be, that would have been weird. It's so crazy. <laughs> to have a sexually, sexually suggestive Tim Allen poster. You know what's so crazy I'm remembering right now? I would buy posters and I would just have a bunch of rolled up posters. <laughs> I don't know day. if this is sad. It's <laughs> is this sad? It makes it made me feel sad. <laughs> okay, well, listen, some I'm gonna say some stuff, you guys, <laughs> that might make you feel sad. I'm okay. Media's not always happy. Guys. Media's not always happy. Dogs, Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Listen, oh. I don't know if my story was happy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Just to wrap up the like, is there anything that was like you did not touch on about? Or individual I feel like taste. we're gonna get to so much, and I feel like we're gonna repeat ourselves in future episodes. That I'm like, I'm good. We're and yeah, just we're trying not to. So sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. And if we do, like, girl, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Come on, you're gonna be like, Come on. I've heard this one before. <laughs> okay, so this next sec- so that is the first section of the podcast. Um, there's three sections. The second section is called. Um, well, Jess, you named it, so why don't you let us know what okay, it is? This is stamp of approval. Um, a, an original conception of the ideal, I wanted it to be rapid fire, but the list is too long, and I have been thinking about this live, talking to you about this right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think we might limit it to like five of these per the, episode, because there's so many. There's a lot. The la- One of the last episodes we recorded, I could feel it. I felt it, too. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is taking too long. But we're going to do the full list. Today. Today. But we're, we're going to be quick. We're gonna be quick. A few anecdotes. Do you, no, babe. No anecdotes. Maybe like one or two a question. Babe, you get one anecdote. <laughs> but I love them. <laughs> okay, um, so let's get into it. But in the what future, are, we're, we're wasting time. We are wasting time. But in the future, I do think we have to we have to pick like ten. Yeah, and also 
um, so these are what. Oh yeah, just just phrases it. This is what will be will be true in twenty five years from now, and then that sometimes freezes people like deer in a headlight hearing that. And it's like, but also your change, your taste changes every day. Yeah. So, agreed. Oh. Book you would recommend? Uh, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Yeah, that is a good book. Um, Love it. I would recommend All About Love. And then I would recommend, can I do two more? Yes. The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Mm -hmm. That one was hard to get through, but at the end of it, I was like, whoa. And honestly, The Body Keeps the Score. Classic. Yeah. Oh, one more. Um, Will Not Attend by Adam Resnick is one of the funniest books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, Musical, Jess. Okay. Where do I start? Um, I'll just give one. Spring Awakening. Great musical. Yeah. Honestly, I, I haven't met a musical I didn't like. But you, like this is a big part about your personality. That I love musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see any musical. I'm going to be boarding. I, you know what? Uh, I was I was not raised on a lot of musicals. Yeah. Jess has really gotten me into musicals. And one of the first musicals we saw together that kind of flipped me is um, the remake of this Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I thought it was yeah, so good. It is so good. Uh, watching it with you kind of in- increased my experience. You're not going to say Jimmy Buffett's. <laughs> oh, fuck. I <laughs> fucked up. Uh, right, our last cultural event before COVID shut us down as we went with our friends Kyle and Sarah to see the Jimmy Buffett musical in like Hollywood. Like, yeah. And Jess and I wore pirate hats and uh, like cabana shirts. And Well, I knew nothing about Jimmy. <laughs> That's true. I said, do you want to go to a Jimmy Buffett musical? Jess heard musical, and they said, yeah. And then we bought tickets. I said, do you know who Jimmy Buffett is? And they were like, no. <laughs> and I played. I started playing Jimmy Buffett songs, and I think you were convinced that I was like fucking with you. I thought it was a joke, yeah. yeah. Or I didn't get it, and now I do. So everybody out there, calm down. I get it now. I get it. But it's all his songs. And it was written by Mike O'Malley, yeah. the host of yes, Guts. Yes, dear. Okay, <laughs> kind of two different... <laughs> points of uh okay you're right that's my favorite musical um what tv show would you like when someone's like on instagram like hey what should i watch i'm sick yeah what show would you suggest watching i think like Grey's anatomy for its like long-standing presence in our society Mm -hmm. i think new girl for like laughs and jokes i think like i love tv yeah and right now i'm kind of in my like reality tv moment but new girl, I'd probably just be like, "Oh, you're not, you're not gonna be disappointed." I also l- love Liz Merriweather. She's great, and I'm like, everything she does is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think Vice Principals is one oh, of the funniest shows. It's so good. It's really but underrated. It's just one season. It's two seasons. Oh yeah, okay. I I think that show's great, and uh, I don't know, The Wire. Um, Okay, I mean, you gotta believe in it if you want them to believe. But in everybody it. says the wire, like the wire, fucking rules. I've watched it three times. I still it's great. Seen it. It's great. I know. I need to. Mm. Okay, let's do this. Top five favorite movies. Top five favorite movies off the top yes, of my off head. Yes, the top of your head. Uh, Point Break. Yeah. The Master, P- Mistress America, The Apartment, and Royal Tenenbaums. And this is just off the top of your off head. Off the top of my head. Um, mine are Moulin Rouge. Fight Club, Dog Day Afternoon, yeah, huge for me. Life Aquatic, huge for me. 
You had a lot of ones I like too. I also really like this is a recent one to where I'm like, I gotta give it five years before it can actually become one of my mm-hmm. like all time favorite movies. But The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Great movie. Kind of was huge for me. What's a movie that scares you? <laughs> I mean, anything that's scary. <laughs> okay. The Shining really messed me up as a kid. It really messed me up. For I saw sure. it way too young. I'll say it. Like the first it, yeah. like really. Bob Duke really messed me up too. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. What's your ideal plane movie, Jess? Okay. I like a blockbuster. I like uh, action. Mm-hmm. Not even action. You know what movie I saw recently on the plane? Recently, years ago at this point. Moonshot, Moonstruck, Moon. Uh, uh, Moonfall. Ba- Moonfall. Moonfall. Oh my God. When I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I weeped. Halle Berry, movie star. Yeah. It was so crazy, but so good. And I was sobbing. I looked over at you at one point and I think I was like, I can't, I can't finish I, this. I remember. Because it was just, I love a movie on a plane that like, I want to be embarrassed on a plane. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want on a plane. What about you? I want something that kind of sucks. No, that's, you can't, you got you can't look at him like that. No, but like something like that's not going to take too much from me. Like I just watched Passengers, the Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. uh, Chris Pratt but movie. But that's a perfect plane movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. I want something that's like kind of like you kind of roll your eyes at, but also no. you're like intensely invested in. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying what I want. But I'm telling you that once I watched Lego Ninja, Ninja Lego. Yeah, but that's no good. No, it was great. No, it's no it good. It's great. It was the perfect <laughs> thing for that plane ride. And I'm telling you, that's no good. No, it's good. It's okay. Good. Okay, reality TV show. Uh, Survivor. Yeah. Okay, I'm a big Bravo head. Mm-hmm. I'm in a lot of the Housewives, a lot of the Below Deck. I love Southern Charm. Like I literally Bravo. Like has me by the neck. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Survivor, huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like romance, like reality TV. No, I'm not into that. Or honestly, I don't really like competition either. Well, Survivor's Well, Survivor's on. more than that, though, you guys. It's yeah. outwitting. It's outplaying. It's outlasting. It's also surviving. I like the component of like being outside and yes. h- hungry, I guess. I agree. Um, person. Okay, this is tough because I got a lot of them I like. I like all my brothers. I like you. Thank you. I like my parents. A person I don't know. I'm like maybe Amelia Earhart. Love it. Just because I'm like she tried and she failed. And it's okay to be wrong, you know? Absolutely. So I'd put a stamp on her. Uh, Oh, Elaine May. I was going to say that. Huge stamp on Elaine May. Yeah, took mine. No, no, she can be had by both of us. Um, <laughs> yes, she can. She, a huge stamp for her. I mean, we should maybe even just do a solo episode on her because she's like impacted me so much. Absolutely. I also like uh, Catherine Bigelow, which is crazy that I'm saying, but just like point the point break of it all. Yes. Uh, like uh, huge. Absolutely. But what about you, person? Person I know, Jessica Euler. You gotta say that, you guys. We're staring we at each other to. right now. Um. Yes, yes to my family as well. Greta Gerwig, is that lame? No, but you got to believe in your answers. Because I, I put a I stamp on her. I, w- I mean, like, duh. Like, I, everything she's done is cool. I'm like, I rewatch Little Women on a plane, yeah. her Little Women, and I'm like, it's so great. All of her movies that she's written, I haven't seen a lot of her Mumblecore movies, but like, the main ones she's written are like, pro- I think are all like perfect in their own way. Yeah. I like how she composes herself. 
I just I like how she does things. I like how she moves through the world. I think we just got to be brave when we say it. Like Whitney Houston, another person I put my stamp yes. of approval on. Like she and her life is so fast. Amy Winehouse, another person I put absolutely. Stamp approval. Okay, moving on. Dream house. What's that for you? That for me is in media. Swiss Family Robinson house. Oh my God! Stop. Mine's Tarzan's house. Yeah. So what a similar vibe, right? Like Treehouse. I don't know that house. Is that a book or a movie? It's probably both, but I okay. know it from the, it's like a Disney movie about a family <gasps> gets Mine's shipwrecked. Mine's a Disney movie about a family <laughs> that gets shipwrecked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Dreamhouse, just in like everyday life, something with on a beach. You know, like you could walk out and you could go surfing. Backyards of beach. Yeah, we were talking about fire media, pet. Uh, f- well, I guess there's gonna find the the house from Heat. <laughs> you know what's also that's insane. I've never seen Heat, but I also like the Bob's Burgers house. I, I like don't know I like well I like like having a business under the home or in front of the home, mm-hmm. and like a just enough room upstairs and you can walk to work. I think to me that's huge. Oh, Pee Wee's house. Oh yeah. With for the breakfast and Francis's uh, when he goes and he jumps in Francis's bathtub. I don't like know enough about Pee Wee. Remember when he goes and he jumps oh, and he has like movie? that huge bathtub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I always, ju- it's like a pool, but yeah. I'm like, I always like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Oh, Richie Rich's house. Do you remember that? Yes. He had like a, Mc- I have never, I've had McDonald's like three times in my life, but didn't he have like a McDonald's in his house? Yeah, or Mr. Deeds had like the oh, Mr. fruit Deeds. punch. I love Adam <laughs> Sandler too. I'd give my stamp to him. Okay. Favorite meal? Uh, uh Hook. When Ooh. Robin Williams, it could actually make me cry. And what I'll say is sometimes media does make me cry, you guys. Uh, but talking about it could make me cry where he's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then all the kids are like eating. And then he's like, I do see it. And then you see it like we see it. That is one of my favorite. Rufio put my stamp on him, too. Um, but that movie means a lot to me. That actually might be in my top five. Yeah. We're like that food and like the color and like it looks so gross but so good like that's the mm-hmm. food in media that i think is my favorite what about you uh i would say like do you ever see like the uh scrooge mcduck yeah. christmas carol i don't know like the turkey you know like when they have those like oh christmas God. turkeys oh and stuff God. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. like they always, that looks so good ducktales was huge for me you're bringing back so many memories for me <laughs> ducktales was huge i love those brothers uncle buck he makes like huge pancakes for um yeah. one of the kids yeah you shouldn't you should have seen the toast i couldn't fit it through the door oh yeah we're doing that like wonka too original just the chocolate i think that like room full of candy nah okay <laughs> <laughs> animation simpsons okay for me it's over the garden wall love it yeah. you show that to me i love it music music i'm really into big thief at the moment yeah. and i love david bowie and bruce springsteen as well yeah what about you i like a wilco i like a uh, adele mm-hmm. <laughs> i love whitney i love oh i'm really into um sza SZA? SZA? yeah i love SZA. i never know if it's just the the letters or like she goes by SZA. yeah i don't know I, d- I don't know either i like megan the stallion a lot yeah i like uh lady gaga a lot i like i like when the girlies sing you know what i'm not ashamed to say that this summer i went really into taylor swift yeah taylor's great i saw that era's documentary with you yeah and i was like i got it like Oh, it yeah, was cool great. to see like all those kids like singing in the theater. Like it was fun. I I like how she 
I just like if somebody can really sing, I like it. Like when yeah. somebody's really, really, really talented. Oh, like we recently saw Mean Girls, the remake. Mm-hmm. Who's to say how I felt about it? But Re- <laughs> Renee Rapp. You can, are to say. <laughs> nah. Renee Rapp was phenomenal. She's a great singer. She was. Yeah. Song? Mine's Gravity by Sarah Bareilles. I will say Vitamin C by Can. Okay. Add or Billboard? I like the uh, motorcycle attorneys. There's like a... <laughs> It's like a motor. It's motorcycle. They they represent people who've gotten in motorcycle okay, accidents. And if you go, I think it's like Russ Brown. And if you go to their website, it's all the different lawyers, and they're all wearing like leather jackets. Okay, love <laughs> they're that. like old dudes. Uh, what about you? Uh, there's this one like jewelry commercial or commercial billboard that I see all the time, and th- they stack the bracelets to make it look like a burger. And every time I see it, I'm like, is this a burger <laughs> advertisement or jewelry advertisement? Yeah. And it got me to look it up online. So they're advertising well. Okay. And it was jewelry. But but it looks like a burger. Oh, you know what else? When uh, Whenever the, those Hinge commercials come on and there's that tagline oh. that's like the app designed to be deleted. Destroyed. Yeah, we're like, that's a good tag. That that's, is that's a good, that's that good. Is a good ad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, that is good. Social media. I just have Instagram, and uh, I wanted to delete it always because I just wanted to be off the grid. Yeah. But you and Elizabeth told me I couldn't. I had to at least be found in one place. For sure. But what about you? You kind of do them all. I do, but uh, Twitter kind of sucks now, so I don't really do it that much. Um, I like Letterboxd. Yeah. Where do you get your news? I try to listen to Up First and The Daily. I'll, I'll watch, like, I know you're not supposed to get it from, like, comedy people, but, like, Seth Meyers does, like, the closer look. Yeah. And I'll watch that, like, when he does it. And, again, I don't share his opinions on everything, but, like, it's, uh, he does a good job kind of getting out the, the news of the day. Yeah. What about you? Uh, mine's worse than yours. I get my news from you. Mm-hmm. I get my news from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I get my news from friends. Um, I sometimes listen at first, but it's, like, when you are. And I'm around. For sure. Um, but I feel like I need to be better about where I get my news. Okay. Yeah, I think we all do. Guilty pleasures? Do you have any guilty pleasures of like... Uh, I watch all of the show Billions. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I didn't... A lot of the times I was just rolling my eyes. Uh, but, you know, and then the series wrapped and everyone was talking about how much that show meant to them. And I was like good for them you know yeah. they really they really did it but yeah it's um it's it's a wild show yeah it's a wild show it's like entourage for tech bros my guilty pressure is probably vanderpump rules it's like something that i'm like i wish i didn't like it as much as i did but it's great but i've been there since day one and i haven't i, I went think back. it's the only show i never fell off of like i like stuck every because like even survivor i fell off of that for a really long time some would say you knew the whole time what that was gonna Something be was coming. <laughs> hey, the thing about Vanderpump Rules, we might have to do a solo episode for that too. They, it's the only reality TV shows where it's like they were actually servers. Yeah, I, I like wish they weren't rich I women. wish we would have been in LA, and maybe I was for part of it, but when like we, you could have gone in there if they were working. But I feel like they were working until like season That's five. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. Uh, tool. <laughs> Okay, I added this I think one. This is where, when we hint, uh, what we'll go quick. Uh, marker pen. Mm. Mm. What about you? Uh, gotta be drill. Um, sign. Sign. I like uh, like a duck crossing sign. Okay, uh, I like that dinosaur gas station sign. 
Oh, the Sinclair sign. Yeah, the that's Sinclair a sign. I like the seventy six. Oh, you know what? Gas station I, my sign favorite too. is what? It's that um, it's that seal. What's that? S- the print we have in our house. Oh, it's Fitz Coffee. Fitz, Fr- Fitz or Fritz Coffee. Fritz or Fitz Coffee. I very cool. I have shirts because I like it. You so sure much. do. Poem. Okay, this is kind of a cop out, but I think Sarah Bareilles and the way she writes songs mm-hmm. is like so like gravity every time i hear it i'm like oh yeah it's my very beautiful god like even this written would like wreck me what are you gonna say i'm not great at about poetry um yeah. more of the sidewalk ends something from there oh yeah i mean yeah for sure uh how about restaurants like your favorite restaurant do you have one in media Oh, does it have to be a media? Yeah, I was just talking about our lives. I kind of like just like people saying like restaurants they go to because I was like the ones like to kind of share. Okay, so what do you? But that's like not what we're talking about. I guess so. I guess we should probably lose this from the list. <laughs> or it has to just. Be we'll like just say a, say a restaurant just because we're on the topic now. I do like the vibe of the Friends Cafe. Mm-hmm. I like um, like in real life, I like like In and Out. Or that's like a good. Like, their grilled cheese never disappoints me. But what okay. about you? Uh, in real life, um, well, we both like, what's the one in Alhambra? Oh, Yang's Kitchen. Yang's Kitchen. Great restaurant. Yeah, huge. Um, in media. How about in media? How about in media? Um, t- I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to lose this question. Yeah, we have to lose yeah. this question. Podcast? Okay. No, ours. Yeah. Okay, creator. Um, there's a lot for me, uh, but I guess if I just had to do one, like Wes Anderson had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. Huge. Uh, Sofia Coppola just came to my head. Yeah. When did you see, see? When did you feel seen in media? Um, Wes Anderson, Life Aquatic. The first time I saw that, Steve Zizou, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. For like, sure. What is happening? Like I've had these feelings. His son. Oh my God, I'm blanking out his name right now. Ned. Yeah. I also was like, whoa, I'm also Ned, and I'm also Kate Blanchett in this Jane in this movie. For sure. And I'm also Klaus in this movie. And I'm also, like, the stu- the Stooge Bond, like, the Bond Stooge like yeah. guy, like, Bud Court. I'm like, I'm him in this movie. I'm Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Like, just the tone of it all, like, I felt really seen um, by it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, physically, like, I don't know, like, uh, Adam Brody in the OC. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, like, you're kind of a weird, like, white kid that's, like, could be, like, likable. For sure. Like, if you're standing by Orion and Marissa. But that's, Mm -hmm. I felt, seen by him. What about you? Clueless kind of popped in my head. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that before. Yeah, where I just, like, I guess that was more, like, aspirational when I was, like, kind of, like, dealing with being, like, a trans kid who was closeted and just being, like, what I would give to get in Cher's closet and wear that yellow skirt. Um, How about first? Cr- like, I guess let's just talk about first crushes, right? I think I think my first crush was '90s Nicole Kidman. I think <laughs> With, like long <laughs> curly hair and like everyone was like, "This is like '90s," you know, being very like Jenny McCarthy or like yeah. you know like Pam Anderson, who are beautiful, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, Nicole Kidman with like that long flowing hair." Her and Moulin Rouge kind of really made me start questioning She's a babe. things. But my first crush was Brock from Pokemon. <laughs> Did you ever watch? No, never. Him. I've seen Detective P- Pikachu. Absolutely, you have. But him and like the nurse and like the police officers that like he kind of like has crushes on and and like Misty, kind of all of them except for Ash. Okay. Sorry, Ash. Sorry, Ash. <laughs> 
Try do better. Do better. Um. Okay. I think that's. I think we've wrapped up. So that is the stamp. Of is there approval. anything we missed that you'd want to? We'll say? get. To, uh, yeah. Again. Yeah. You guys are gonna hear us every week. Yeah. And so this is the last part of the podcast where uh, we ask all of our guests to bring in a piece of media that they felt seen by or that they keep re- like returning to something that's kind of important and just so that we're going to do one as a like as a twosome this is both something that i think we share a common interest in and i would probably pick if i was asked this and oh really solo i think so honestly wow and it i is don't know if i'd pick this solo it, it would be in w- in the running yeah um it's the royal tenenbaums huge by wes anderson yeah uh jess when did you first see the royal tenenbaums i remember um, a guy in high school showed me uh, Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Yes. I saw Life Aquatic, loved it. And then I saw Royal Tenenbaums. And it, like, that one made me feel really seen, too. Why? Um, I think it was, like, a house full of men, a mother keeping it all together, a daughter that didn't feel like they belonged, and a complicated family. And, mm-hmm. like, I felt like a lot of my friends didn't have, like, super complicated families. And um, I feel like I did. Yeah. And it was like, oh, there's love in the room, but there's more complications than the love. Interesting. Like, in the room. And, like, that felt very seen by me. And then it was like, oh, like, if you looked at them as individuals, you might be like, this person's annoying. But them all together made sense. Yeah, they almost don't make sense on their own. No, they don't. But it's like them putting together. And I think it was the first time where I'm like, oh, whoever I am doesn't fully make sense unless I had this like very complicated family that I that I'm that I'm from. Yeah. But like that aesthetically, I thought it was so funny. And the first time where I was like, whoa, like, yes, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love big daddy and that movie like if uh, the house was burning i'd go back to grab it mm-hmm. but i think like this was the first time where i was like whoa a movie can be art it can make you like cry like it can make you like big daddy made me cry where like the real tenant bombs made me think yeah but what about you why why is it a go-to for you to come back to prior to seeing it seeing it i don't know my dad rented Bottle Rocket and we turned it off because I think he thought it was like too whatever ahead of its time for us. I had seen Rushmore. I actually saw I saw this movie in the theater. Whoa. Um, I was in high school and me and my friends went. It was like during Christmas. Like it was like kind of snowy outside. And we went and I this was like also just uh, I think it came out in like 2001 and this was like you know ben stiller meet the parents jack black orange you know like it was like that kind of boom of like almost that like frat packy yeah uh run so i don't know what i was expecting but i remember seeing this and i was like this is a different rhythm than anything i'd seen and i loved it but i i almost didn't understand why i liked it so much like the me and julio down by the schoolyard um, I think that would be my baseball song. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> baseball song. But I just remember being like, it's so funny. I remember like all the montages were so great. The colors, the, the colors, li- like the shot the lineups. Yeah. It was just, it was almost like, and again, like for people who are like cinephiles are like, well, he's borrowing from this and this. To me, it was all new. And I'm like, this is Same. like one of the most like creative expressions I've ever seen. It then became like uh, when in college, I would like go to sleep to a movie and it would yeah. kind of became a nightlight for me. I would put it on 
probably once in, once a week, if not more than that. And I would watch it just constantly. And then in I was taking a screenwriting class, and we, I had this really great professor. She was it was like a community college screenwriting class that I was taking for extra credits, but like I wanted to be a writer. And she was this really cool uh, woman. I think her name was Maria Philippone. She was like an NYU student. Mm-hmm. And to like show character, we broke down each character in oh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Cool. And it was like a thing like opened up in my head totally. where I was like, oh my God, he does want to be a Tenenbaum and he does want this. And it was like almost like opening up like a music box and being like this song you really like. Look at how the gears shift. And it like it made sense to me in a way that like it reoriented how I saw movies in a way and i was almost like i felt stupid for being like how did i not know that before totally um it's crazy because like this is the first movie like danny glover in this movie yeah like i because i didn't see that i think i saw this movie like i saw it like i think i saw it my junior year and it was like eight years like after it came out though and everybody's like like you've never heard of it Mm -hmm. but danny glover was in this movie called uh angels in the outfield sure which is another huge movie for me i think i saw that in the theater too but this movie was the first time that i like being like how do i know that guy oh i know him from angels in the outfield Mm. and he was so different in this movie yeah that i was like whoa like acting like is a thing to where like i don't know if i was like clocking people in like movies before that where i don't know if i was being like oh this is nicole kidman in another movie i think i was just like watching sure to where like this movie for the first time i was i wanted to know like who's that guy yeah and like i looked him up and like luke uh owen wilson to where it's like i looked up owen wilson because i was like oh he did so well in this movie i wanted right. to know and danny glover being like wait danny glover was also in angels and uh, like uh angels in the outfield mm-hmm. and i really liked him in this but he's playing so different in here uh and angelica houston being like oh my gosh like who is this woman we're she's so good in so, it. i mean they and again this was also another movie where everybody was so good that, that it was hard to pu- you can say whatever you want about wes anderson i love him he's like my I favorite director too. but it's like the guy knows how to like put a thing together yeah and even just like him putting it in new york but it's like not new york totally you know like the streets aren't the streets and like like the hundred and seventy sixth, like whatever. It's like he 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 tilts it enough that his whole st- you buy the whole aesthetic. Didn't he like buy the house and like renovate it? I think so. Yes, like I think it was like a house in Harlem or and something. And he bought it. I believe so. And then he renovated it. Yes, I'm like ninety five percent sure. Yeah, but he just like cares about details. But this was the first movie where I was like being like, I want to watch every Wes Anderson movie. Yes, and then which I want to know like the behind the yes, scenes. Yes, I want to know. I want to know everything. Or it being like, oh, Owen Wilson, I gotta remember that name. Oh, Danny Glover, I gotta remember that name because if they're in another movie, I want to see it. Yeah, and like weirdly, it got me to like I remember there was like a time where I was like, I gotta watch every Edward Norton movie that's ever <laughs> been made because somehow I got to Primal Fear because of this. But this movie huh. activated me to where I started going to the movies. Yes. Like, to where... Or Wes Anderson activated me to where I, like, started going to the movies by myself because I, like, was like, oh, wait, I think I love this. I think it kind of instilled in me a thing of, like, what uh, Wes Anderson trusts his own taste to such a degree that, yeah. like, the music he picks, it's like, oh, yeah, you love the Ramones, you love the Clash, you love the Kinks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you love it, it'll be specific. Like, 
Totally. Margot coming off the bus to the Nico song is like probably like one of my favorite scenes ever filmed in movies. I even like the scene where they're doing where they're sleeping at the like she loses her finger could cry right now. It's crazy where she like they're talking about just the history of like her because like Margot's like a step sibling or adopted yeah sibling to them like just talking about like the other of it and them sleeping at the museum like overnight her mm-hmm. and luke wilson in it and the way he even shows like trauma because you can like tell he's like working maybe not him personally but the movies are like working through trauma yeah and the way he shows it sometimes like this is too deep but sometimes in my own life i don't even know how to talk about like certain things because i'm like i don't want to like overpack the room with like feelings or like emotions where it's like Wes Anderson, like even in the like intense scene with uh, Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. he barely shows it. Right. But you feel it so hard. No. To right. where I was like, oh, this guy knows how to bring it into the room, but not quiet the room. And just like I like my comedy sad and my totally. drama's funny. And I think he marries the word again, like Luke Wilson attempts suicide and then like the next scene is funny yeah you know like when they're like they're in the hotel and he's like hit it and they have to they like jam on the elevators to go down quick mm-hmm. it's like he he knows how to balance tone so well and he does have nods to like a ton of things like when luke wilson that tennis thing i'm like remembering i'm like i want to watch a movie right now like the whole thing but like he's on that boat and it reminds me of like uh what happened one night when like she's on the boat yeah and like he is just giving constant nods to like other film like playtime and like just constant nods. oh yeah i think all the new wave stuff but i would argue uh greta gerwig does it too i mean quentin tarantino's like no but i love it i love it i go oh that thing yes use it and make it your own right and like everyone does it like michael michael mann or um christopher nolan if you watch the dark knight it's like he's making heat yeah you know where it's like you're supposed to bring your influences into your work and then you and make use them personal. Those. Yeah. But yeah, you use, cause again, no one, a lot of people would never know if you were like, Oh, I'm trying to make a Catherine Bigelow movie. Now you'd be like, fuck, I didn't get that. But like the result of it is your own. Cause it, you but can't he's so remake. singular in his vision too, where it's like, I remember a film teacher of mine, like in community college was mm-hmm. like, you c- can't place them in the center of the frame. And I remember, like, pushing back and being like, well, Wes, like, Anderson does. And him being like, yeah, but technically you can't. And me being like, oh, like, Wes Anderson is, like, also weirdly, like, telling you, like, break the rules. It doesn't matter. Oh, like, yeah. tell the story. The story is more important than anything else. And, like, his images, like, are stuck in my head. And his color schemes are stuck in my head. And his yeah. characters are stuck in his my head. His clothes. Like, yeah. where it's, like, his music. His, it's, I don't know. And I you can tell things have been influenced by him. Like, fashion has been influenced by him and like sometimes i think that it's important to have a director that is so vibrant that it almost reminds you of yes this thing is being made by personal choices i think that in the 90s wes anderson quentin tarantino they were very loud directors where technically they're you're not supposed to notice the directing choices where it's like eh, but what if you are oh my god it doesn't mean i I want every director to be like putting all their shit in front of you know being so loud i don't care as long as like it's it's well, i guess it depends on the movie you're trying to make because i'm like oh yeah if i'm watching like my best friend's wedding which i love yeah i'm like oh yeah i want to see julia i don't <laughs> yeah. want to see cameron i don't want to see like sydney s- oh that's uh what's it called who's sydney sweeney you mean in uh anyone but you yes 
Oh sure, but we're not talking oh, about that. Oh, I thought that you right were now. just saying rom com people. Oh no, my best no, my best friend's wedding. Got it. I was behind. <laughs> I was talking about a specific movie. <laughs> I mean, I love my girl Sydney Sweeney, but that's not what I was talking about. Um, but I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, in that movie I want to see that. But Wes Anderson movies, I'm like, it's almost that thing of like he gets really meta, like obviously later in his career, yeah. like um asteroid city he's like literally talking about like the writing process and like what it means for sure to where i'm like oh yeah like i want to see these people do west i like i don't want to see bill murray i want to see wes anderson's vision of bill murray yes you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean and i do agree and yeah it's fun to watch people kind of come into his orbit and like see if you can kind of you know because like even i think ben Stiller's good in that movie i don't know phenomenal but, like, I think everyone succeeds well in the mission because I also don't know if by this point in his career it had been become a whole, like, you're you're doing a what you're talking in Wes Anderson dictation. I think this was the movie that started that, though. Yeah. I think, like, Bottle Rocket and, like, Rushmore were, like, because, like, Jason Schwartzman wasn't really a thing in before Rushmore. No, he was, I don't, he was pretty unknown. Right. And there was, like, Bill was huge, but it's, like... That was also him, like, taking a dive into, like, more serious acting. Yeah. God, I fucking love Rushmore, too. Yeah, Rush. I mean, they're all... Honestly, those first, like, five movies are, like, everything to me. And Asteroid City, I even think... I yeah, mean, Asteroid City was great. I don't know if he's made a bad movie. No. He's... um Some of them I like more than others, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah. Elaine May once said, like, oh, like, I knew more when I first started... I was like, what's the exact quote? Like, Let me get it, because we also end every episode. Oh, yeah, with a quote. With a quote. So that we could do an quote. Elaine May quote. I love that. Um, while I bring that up, is there anything else? To talk about in the movie? Yeah. I just appreciate his voice. It's, he's one of those, this is like, again, you can tell me if it's too sad. But I remember, like, uh, what was it? Darjeeling Limited? I remember thinking, like, I just don't want to die before this movie comes out. <laughs> and, like, Wes Anderson... Not to put it out in the air, but I'm like, I hope Wes Anderson dies before me so I can, like, see all the things he makes. <laughs> Which, again, might be too dark, but it's a real feeling I've had. I think it's uh, it's fair. It's honest. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but guys, this is our podcast. Um, we're going to actually be doing this with guests. I don't know if we ever mentioned guests. Yeah, we did. We're going to be doing it with the friends in our lives. We hope it's fun. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit more so. I have too. I mean, honestly. Th- and I'm like, well, you know, we've known each other now for like six, seven years. Six, five, four. Six, five, four. So I'm looking for this quote. I think okay. six, five, four is correct. But yeah, we're going to end the podcast on a quote. Uh, okay, so this is a quote from our mutual person. Um, uh, stamp of approval. Elaine May. She said, I'm not artistic. I have nothing to say that everybody else doesn't know. I was much smarter 20 years ago. I was much smarter in my first movie than in my second movie. I was much smarter in my first play than in my second. The only thing I think experience teach you teaches you is that is what you can't do. When you start, you can do anything, and then you get a little tired. Great. You can find us both on Instagram. Uh, Twitter. To you. You on Twitter. Me on Twitter. And you on Letterboxd. And me on Letterboxd. Um, I'm on Threads. Baby, I'm on them all. <laughs> You're on them all. We also run a show. The Millie Millie Show. Once a month. Nico, Nico Wine. Yeah. It's free. Third Thursday of every month. And, and other than that, um, thanks for I'm listening. happy we're doing this. Me too. We take feedback well.